This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Balance of power in Congress coming into focus. We have the story. I'm Rodney Price. A large grass fire burned 30 acres in Harvey County over the weekend. That story is ahead. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. We've been enjoying spring-like weather throughout much of this week, but that's all come crashing down now with a colder pattern that's going to be sticking around for a while. How long? Our forecast coming up in just a few minutes. Well, it wasn't Georgia. It was Nevada that locked up the Senate majority for Democrats. Nevada Democratic Senator Catherine Cortez Masto said it was touch and go for a bit, but... When the national pundits said I couldn't win... I knew Nevada would prove them wrong. The senator's win ensures a vice presidential tie-breaking vote. Republicans are now mobilizing in Georgia to prevent a 51-49 to Democratic majority. Georgia Republican Governor Brian Kemp is said to be devoting his campaign machine that he used to defeat Stacey Abrams to GOP candidate Herschel Walker to prevent an even more solid Democratic Senate edge. Grinnell Scott. Fox News. Six people were killed when two planes collided at the wings over Dallas World War II air show. Saturday afternoon, the National Transportation Safety Board held a news conference following the accident. Fox's Nate Foy has more. They say they are in the beginning of a very long process in terms of their investigation. A single pilot P-63 King Cobra crashes into a B-17 bomber. You see the planes break apart. Then the B-17 explodes into a fireball when it hits the ground. We are learning just now in the past 20 minutes, it's now confirmed that five people were on board the B-17. One person in the smaller plane there, the single pilot on the P-63. Now, the air show's meant to showcase these historic military planes. Of course, the B-17 was crucial for the United States in World War II. A preliminary report from the NTSB is expected in four to six weeks while a final report will take up to 18 18 months to finish. Firefighters battled a large grass fire in Harvey County Saturday afternoon. The blaze was reported before 2 p.m. and burned over 30 acres south of Harvey County West Park near Northwest 12th Street between River Park Road and Golden Prairie Road. The fire threatened structures near the park, but no damage has been reported. More than 20 fire apparatuses worked on the fire with assistance from McPherson, Reno, and Sedgwick County. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Five people were injured in a two-car crash in Butler County Sunday afternoon when a driver failed to yield on Highway 254. That driver, 25-year-old man from Andover, suffered minor injuries. However, the driver of the second car, a 55-year-old Wichita man, was hospitalized with serious injuries. A 48-year-old woman from Wichita was also hospitalized with serious injuries, and two teens from Wichita suffered minor injuries. The Kansas Department of Health and Environment has rescinded a boil water advisory for the City of May's public water supply system. KDHE officials say an electrical interruption and a mechanical failure caused a loss of water pressure, which may have put the system at risk for bacterial contamination. The advisory was rescinded Sunday. A Wichita man has been charged more than four months after the death of a one-year-old boy. Jordan Lean was booked on multiple counts, including first-degree murder, two counts of aggravated child endangerment, possession of drug paraphernalia, and a probation violation connected to the death of a child 
after an incident at the Heritage Inn on South Broadway July 3rd. Police have not released the child's name or the cause of death. After visiting Cambodia, President Biden is in Indonesia, where he will meet with the president of China as well as Indonesia's president. Fox's Jackie Heinrich reports from Bali. President Biden touched down in Indonesia ahead of a pivotal meeting with the country's greatest military and economic rival. But he goes in buoyed by better-than-expected midterm performance from his party. The White House is setting low expectations for Biden's first meeting with his Chinese counterpart as president, striking out deliverables and framing goals around managing a contentious relationship after Xi tightened his grip on power with an unprecedented third term. And also Biden's critics have pushed for a hard line with President Xi. In Cambodia, Biden called out Beijing's grab for regional dominance without naming names, offering a full-throated commitment to Southeast Asian nations. The president's last summit after the week-long tour will be the meeting of the G20 leaders to talk glacial economics and to ramp up pressure on Russian President Putin, who will not be in attendance. KNSS News Time now, 8.05, five minutes past 8 o'clock. Good news and bad news for Kansas City Chiefs fans. We'll tell you a little bit more about that coming up in sports. Law enforcement in Georgia bust a big dog fighting operation. That story coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted, 8.08 now. Eight minutes past 8 o'clock on this Monday morning. Turkey's interior minister says police have arrested a suspect who is believed to have planted the bomb that exploded on a bustling pedestrian avenue in Istanbul. He says initial findings indicate that Kurdish militants were responsible for the attack. Six people were killed, dozens wounded in Sunday's explosion on a popular thoroughfare lined with shops and restaurants. A memorial honoring the victims of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting is now open to the public. There wasn't any fanfare for Sunday's opening of the Sandy Hook Memorial, keeping with the solemn approach to honoring the victims of the 2012 elementary school shooting in Newtown, Connecticut, that took the lives of 21st graders and six educators. The memorial just feet from the new Sandy Hook Elementary School, highlighted by a man-made water feature with a sycamore tree sprouting from an island in the middle. The 26 names of the victims engraved in the top of a stone wall supporting the pool, families of those killed were given a private tour of the facility Saturday, December 14th, will mark 10 years since the Sandy Hook tragedy. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Law enforcement in Georgia have busted a dog fighting operation. Numerous dogs rescued from a Georgia home last week after authorities discovered a dog fighting ring. 55-year-old Vincent Lamarck Burrell under arrest and likely facing over 100 charges. Law enforcement saying 106 dogs were found tied to various objects with large and heavy logging chains and thick collars at a Dallas, Georgia home. Several dogs were found emaciated after being left outside with no shelter for days. All the dogs were placed in rehab facilities. Paul Stevens. Fox News. KNSS News time now, 810, 10 minutes past 8 o'clock. And out there in traffic right now, well, things going pretty well so far at the moment uh, as far as traffic is concerned. We do have a abandoned vehicle watch for a potential slowdown around this eastbound K96. It's right there at the ramp to Oliver traffic update, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan.
Good morning. An area of low pressure is moving into the southern plains. We are on the northern and colder side of that. Areas of rain will increase, transitioning to snow by this afternoon and tonight. Our high near 40. Occasional snow through mid-evening. We could see anywhere from 1 to 2 inches across south-central Kansas. Our low 23. Sunny and 40 on Tuesday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now cloudy, 38 degrees, south wind at 9 miles per hour. Join Hatman Jacks on Black Friday for the Black Friday Raffle. Receive one ticket for every $50 in purchases. Prizes include off-the-rack custom hats, gift cards, and hat care kits. Valid on in-store purchases only. Must register in person on Black Friday. Drawings will be held in early December. Hatman Jacks. 811 now, Stephen 10 in the morning here on KNSS. The midterm elections, well, mostly done. I think Georgia has a runoff, but what have we learned in the, about the power balance? Let's find out with uh, Fox News Radio's Ryan Schmelz. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. So Congress is, and this is the thing, we, generally speaking, the, the president is elected, a president is elected, and in the next midterm, the next uh, election, he, his party takes a bath. But this time it didn't quite happen that way. Tell us about it. Now, this has been one of the best uh, <clears throat> midterm elections for a sitting president since George W. Bush was first elected. Uh, and that was right after 9-11. So, yes, it looks like Democrats are going to hold on to the, the Senate here because Adam Laxalt and Blake Masters both ended up losing their races and the races were called over the weekend. So uh, Nevada was kind of viewed as the seat that Republicans had the best chance of flipping uh, from an incumbent. But Captain Cortez Masters is going to be returning to Congress next year. Uh, it, it was a race where Laxalt was really uh, seeming to pull ahead in some of the polls and, and it was slightly giving him an edge, but ultimately came up short. And uh, even if Republicans are able to flip Georgia, they're still not going to have control of the Senate. So if they fl- if Republicans flip Georgia, then it's, what, 50-50? Yeah, it's 50-50. So Kamala Harris will have the tie-breaking vote. So technically the power is still in Democrats' right. hands. The vice president. So what's uh, what's going on in the House now? Is that even going to be close to for the Democrats to take control at all? Uh, the Democrats' uh, chances of taking control are starting to slim down day by day. Republicans yeah. are at 212 right now. Democrats are at 205 with 19 seats still left in play. And there's a good amount of seats that Republicans are still leading in, such as Arizona, two in Arizona specifically, and one in California. So California has been a very slow state to count, mainly because of the significant amount of mail-in voting that state does. That can take some time here, but it looks like Republicans will have a majority, but it's going to be a much slimmer majority than uh, they were kind of expecting to have going into uh, this election cycle. Uh, I saw a lot of, uh, I noticed in our campaign, uh, uh, you know, uh, ads or commercials on TV and what, local candidates running against Joe Biden. Um, did, Did that not work or was that something that just didn't take with people? Well, there's there's a number of issues, a number of reasons and theories to why Democrats were able to pull this off. Yeah. And one of them is they think that uh, abortion definitely galvanized a lot of the Democratic base. And, and you've seen that, too. I, I think Kansas is a good example of that, where you saw uh, the pro-abortion wing actually win a couple ballot measures, I believe, on on, on, on uh, earlier in the year. So so it looks like the abortion issue just has has really been a winner for Democrats to run on. But then you also take issues like uh, Donald Trump kind of comes into play here, where you have a significant number of Trump loyal candidates not having the best election days. And you're seeing non uh, candidates who didn't run closely aligned to Trump actually having a lot of success, especially in maybe states like New York and 
And then other uh, the governor's races like Georgia where Brian Kemp had a substantial margin. So you're seeing that be a problem. Candidate quality has been something that's been really talked about uh, as we've seen Republicans struggle in this midterm election. Um, and, then, and then also I think uh, election denial has not been a, an issue that's hit well for Republicans as they might like it to. Hmm. All right. Listen, Ryan, thank you. Thank you for your, your help this morning, your reporting. We appreciate it. Fox News Radio's Ryan Schmelz talking about that balance of power in the Congress and what these elections are all about. 8.15 now, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Uh, here's something to think about. Uh, a world record for the longest beard chain. It was set by much... The, the longest beard, beard chain. chain. Set by much more than a whisker. Participants Ugh. gathered at a bar in Casper, Wyoming for the event Friday. The Casper Star Tribune reports they clipped their beards together to create a chin hair chain that measured 150 feet long. So they they were clipped together, all these guys, and that's more than double the Guinness world record of 62 feet 6 inches. That mark was set in Germany in 2007. So Casper, Wyoming, on a weekend in November, what else are you going to do but go and clip your beard to another guy's beard, right? Yeah. I guess. Beard, I, beard wow. Clipping? I, beard clipping? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. A beard chain. Yeah. Well, you're going to uh, help. The, of course, Ted is out today. So Jazz on the sports desk this morning. Before we get into it, I just wanted to say that uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I've been pretty pleased about what's going on with Kansas State football this year. And they had another great game over the weekend. KU got beat, but... Uh, I guess Kansas put that other quarterback back in, and this is the guy they need to stay with because apparently he's the one who can, <laughs> who can win, you know. so Yeah, got a big win over Baylor. Over yeah. Baylor, yeah. yeah. And it's always nice to beat Baylor on anything. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, K-State, it looks like they, 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 I would say they're probably going to have a bowl bid if they've won six or seven games. But, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, nice to see K-State win. I wish KU was winning too, but uh, – well, they, they had they a pretty, one. Yeah, they, they had a tough one. All right, it's, and it, it, it's kind of surprising to me that the Shockers lost on uh, uh, yeah, Saturday. Yeah, that that, that was, wound up being a surprise, <laughs> losing at home to Alcorn State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, eight seventeen now. Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Let's go ahead and take a look at all the sports this morning with Jad Chambers sitting in for Ted Woodward on the sports desk today. There. Well. After all that talk of, you know, loss, yeah. after we, you know, spoke about, you know, the good K-State weekend, it was a good weekend for Wichita Thunder fans like me. Thunder won on Friday in overtime at Tulsa, so some extra hockey there. Uh, winning in overtime on Saturday night, a big comeback win at Interest Bank Arena against Iowa. Then yesterday, they went at 5-2 to two over the Kansas City Mavericks. Uh, the Thunder's winning streak, four games, and now they've won Six of their last seven. Thunder playing really good hockey right now. Uh, next up for the Thunder, they're off until Sunday when they host the Kansas City Mavericks. So, uh, good news for Thunder fans out there. Uh, on the weekend, Patrick Mahomes throwing for 331 yards and four touchdowns. Kansas City Chiefs got the 27-17 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was a interesting day for uh, the Chiefs wide receivers. Here is a uh, here's the call. You heard it right here on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Mahomes, Pacheco. They fake a jet action. Mahomes wants to throw the ball, slings it wide open right side. Kadarius Tony walks the tightrope and is 
hopping into the end zone, touchdown, Kansas City, is it football or gymnastics, Kadarius Toney lands it for a gold medal and his first National Football League touchdown. Yeah, first NFL touchdown for Kadarius Toney, only his second game as a Kansas City Chief, so uh, yeah. Good stuff there. Kadarius Tony gets that. Yeah, he, got, yeah, he was he was good yesterday. He was looking very good. Really was. And so that that trade, they only they only had to give up a third and a sixth round pick for him. So that trade's starting to look pretty good uh, for Kadarius Tony there. Paying off. Paying off quickly. Yep. And that's that's good because yesterday this also happened during the game. In the pocket, Mahomes under pressure, dumps it over the middle, caught now, broken up. As a flag will be thrown on the play, and Juju Smith-Schuster is injured. He took a shot. This may be a personal foul penalty on the Jaguars. Takes a shot to the head, and this does not look good for Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju Smith-Schuster takes a helmet-to-helmet hit from the safety, Andre Sisco. So, yeah, he's in the concussion protocol now, Juju Smith-Schuster. And his game had really been coming along until... That happened yesterday, and that's uh, it's too bad. We got some comments after the game, and fairly good question here from uh, his uh, fellow Chiefs wide receiver, Marquez Valdez-Scandling. Uh, here's, here's, here's Scandling after the game. Those kind of hits are you know, not welcome in this game, man, because you know, we all are playing you know, and, and putting our lives on the line you know, every single play, and you never want to see a guy go down like that. Um, and then for me to come in and get... Same kind of hit two plays later, and there's no no flag, no penalty. You know, you know, are they protecting us? You know, because you know, as a as a wideout, there's not many things that we can do uh, when the ball's in the air you know, to protect ourselves. And we got two guys go down the same type of injury. Um, you know, within three plays, uh, it's it's not fair to to the guys who put their lives on the line. Yeah, good question from him. Are they protecting us? No, it didn't seem like they were. <laughs> There it is. But it was a win for the Kansas City Chiefs, 27-17 over Jacksonville. Uh, Next up, the Chiefs in action Sunday in California facing the Chargers. We got Monday Night Football tonight. Washington Commanders visiting the Philadelphia Eagles in an NFC East showdown. Pre-game start for that one, 6.30 right here, 98.7 at 13.30 KNSS over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH tonight. At 6 o'clock, we've got the WSU Coaches Show with basketball head coach Isaac Brown. At 7 o'clock, the WSU Coaches Show with women's basketball head coach Keith Adams. And at 8 o'clock, the WSU Coaches Show with volleyball head coach Chris Lamb. At sports, on Steve and Ted in the morning. 821 now. Keep it up for the Hannity Morning Minute. Could most of this inflation been avoided? That's on the way. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh here. 8.30 on a Monday morning, 38 degrees. A Wichita man has been charged more than four months after the death of a one-year-old boy. Jordan Lean was booked on multiple counts, including first-degree murder, two counts of aggravated child endangerment, possession of drug paraphernalia, and a probation violation, all connected to the death of a child after an incident at the Heritage Inn on South Broadway, July 3rd. Police have not released the child's name or cause of death. 
Wednesday's meeting of the Sedgwick County Commission this week will be the first in the downtown Ruffin Building Auditorium. The county has moved several offices to the new downtown location to make way for more courtroom space at the county courthouse. Some of the highlights of Wednesday's meeting include a proposed amendment that would change the composition of the county's first district citizens advisory board. The commission will also discuss a resolution to authorize the sale of $2.57 million in general obligation bonds in December. The funds would pay for street paving in two developments and four bridge projects. They will also discuss the holiday schedule for 2023. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Ukrainians in the city Kherson are telling the world what life was like under months of Russian occupation. President Vladimir Zelensky says more than 400 war crimes have been uncovered in areas of Kherson, recently abandoned by Russian forces. Moscow denies the claims Russia had been in control of the key southern city for the past eight months. Fox's Jackie Ibanez, Russian forces still hold the majority of the surrounding area, but top Kremlin military leadership deemed the actual city, Kherson, too costly to hold and resupply. A unique world record is set thanks to a community in a small Oklahoma town. Over the last week, the folks in Venita, Oklahoma, came to the Highway Cafe not just for the food, but to take part in a once-in-a-lifetime event. About 100 people took turns working around the clock for about a week to place 60,066 half-inch stickers on a 1963 Rambler to set a new Guinness World's record for the car with the most stickers attached. Beth Hilburn owns the cafe and says setting the mark is really cool. Super exciting. As a kid, you always wanted to do that. Heath Hughes personally applied about 4,000 stickers. A lot of stickers. Blown away. It turned out way better than I expected it to. The stickers formed a design to promote local businesses along Route 66. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. The colder air is going to be sticking around south-central Kansas, and if you love snow, that's going to play into your favor as we go throughout the day and especially into this evening. A winter weather advisory has been issued across south-central Kansas. This will start as rain by early afternoon, then transition to snow late today or high near 40. Occasional snow through tonight, low 23, with 1 to 2 inches possible. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now a cloudy sky, 38 degrees, and we have a south wind at 9 miles per hour. 8.34 now, Stephen Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Time for entertainment news. The Blur this morning with Jad Chambers. Jad? Well, thank you, Steve. And now we have to start the Blur off today with a couple of uh, obituaries. First off, a beloved prop comedian has passed away. Fox's Anna Eliopoulos reporting. Help me to dispatch this melon. One. Gallagher, who was famously known for smashing many items, including a watermelon, with his legendary sledgematic, has died of massive organ failure. According to his manager, he had been in hospice care due to failing health, having suffered multiple heart attacks over the past years. Gallagher began his stand-up career after college, getting his big break on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson in 1975, and becoming recognizable for his prop comedy, leading to 17 specials, and multiple appearances on TV, including Hollywood Squares and Celebrity Big Brother. Gallagher was 76. Anna Eliopoulos, Fox News. For those who don't understand or don't know who we're talking about, this guy, would the people would come and they'd sit in the front row and they'd put these big plastic sheets over him. Yeah. Because everything he hit, like he'd be smashed watermelons and this stuff just sprayed all over everybody. 
Yep. He had a great big wooden mallet, and he'd come out and just smash everything. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of fun. I mean, I, it wasn't ha-ha-ha, but I, I enjoyed it. The guy had a, a good sense of humor, though. Yeah, yeah, to tell you the truth, I always thought his stand-up was really good, and I... I don't know. I kind of thought the watermelon well, stuff he did, was. Yeah, he did do stand up as well. He yeah, went into the... I always thought his stand up was really funny, and the watermelon stuff was well. Let's just end the show with some smashing a watermelon. People knew the jokes. They were all in the front row with the little yeah cover up. And... <laughs> it was real big. So yeah, yeah. Gallagher. Gallagher's passed away. Uh, also, a voiceover artist known for his portrayal of Batman has died. Fox's Emin Dignam has the details on the life of Kevin Conroy. Actor Kevin Conroy has passed away after a short battle with cancer at the age of 66. He was best known as the voice of the Batman in the 90s animated series. There's nothing wrong with you. Nice of you to say. As well as playing the character in multiple projects for close to 30 years. Conroy was born in Westbury, New York on November 30th, 1955. He took on roles on Dynasty, Cheers, and Murphy Brown. Most recently, in the live-action WBDC crossover TV series, he got to don the cape in real life, playing the flesh-and-blood Batman alter ego, millionaire Bruce Wayne, and reprising his animated role in the fighting video game Multiverses. Eamon Dignam, Fox News. He actually did voices for several video games, and I don't know, it's always going to be a little sad playing those now with uh, Kevin Conroy passing away. Mark Hamill co-starred in the Batman the Animated Series, uh, of course, Kevin Conroy was Batman, and Mark Hamill was the Joker. And uh, Mark Hamill said in a statement, Kevin was perfection. I love him like a brother. So uh, some sad news to start off the blur there. Uh, the weekend box office, superheroes uh, conquering the weekend box office. A long-awaited Marvel sequel debuts at number one. Killing him will risk eternal war. Disney's Black Panther Wakanda Forever opening with 180 million in domestic ticket sales, making it the second biggest opening of the year. Worldwide, the sequel earned 330 million. Black Adam drops to second place, adding 8.1 million and bringing its domestic total to over 151 million. The romantic comedy Ticket to Paradise rounds out the top three with 6.1 million in ticket sales in its fourth week in theaters. Kathleen Maloney, Fox News. We've got Sylvester Stallone heading to the small screen. Fox's Anna Eliopoulos with more on this. Yellowstone creator Taylor Sheridan's new series, Tulsa King, centers on Dwight Manfredi, a New York City mobster played by Sylvester Stallone, who's released back into society after 25 years in prison, only to find that those running the city no longer want him around. So he gets exiled to Tulsa, where he has to begin his new business adventures. Speaking on Fox and Friends, Stallone shared Manfredi is not as tough as you think. Beneath all the muscle and bravado, there's very there's still an inner child there that sometimes needs nurturing. It's streaming now on Paramount Plus. Anna Eliopoulos, Fox News. So, Italian gangster headed to Tulsa to build a criminal empire. That'll be interesting. Let's see if Sylvester Stallone can pull that off from the the producers, the guys that make Yellowstone. Uh, the movie Love Actually opened in theaters on this day in 2003. It was a Christmas-themed romantic comedy. Ensemble cast, a lot of British actors. Uh, multiple stories in kind of an anthology sort of style that all comes together. Uh, open to generally mixed reviews, Love Actually was a box office success. It grossed 
$246 million on a budget of 40 to $45 million, so pretty good success there. Uh, nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Frequently shown during Christmas, it has proved more popular with audiences than it did with critics. It's been discussed as being a modern-day Christmas staple. Here's a clip featuring Emma Thompson and the late Alan Rickman. Well, that was a good night. Except I felt fat. That'd be ridiculous. It's true. Nowadays, the only clothes I can get into were once owned by Pavarotti. I always think Pavarotti dresses very well. (laughs) (laughs) So Love actually opened in theaters on this day in 2003. Birthdays today. Joseph Simmons, 58 years old today. Joseph Simmons, of course. Reverend Run. Reverend Run of Run DMC, achieving many firsts in hip-hop and were introduced into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2009. More recently, Run and Family starred in the MTV reality show Run's House. So, uh, Joseph Simmons, Reverend Run, 58 years old today. Also born on exactly the same day, American actor and voice actor Patrick Warburton. One of the longtime voices on Fox's Family Guy does a lot of guest spots on... uh, comedies. He actually had his own superhero comedy for about a year called uh, The Tick. Very funny show, actually, but didn't really make it on Fox. Uh, However, Steve, you probably remember Patrick Warburton from Seinfeld. Patrick Warburton played Putty. Putty. Oh, Putty. Yeah, so uh, now I didn't watch Seinfeld. That was Elaine's boyfriend, right? Yeah, I like Putty. Big guy with a... yeah. Yeah. They talk like this kind of thing. Yeah, really distinctive voice. That's why he's yeah. uh, he got into voice acting, does a lot of voiceover stuff, especially, like I said, a longtime Family Guy uh, crew member. But, uh, yeah, Patrick Warburton, 58 years old today. Herman Melville's Moby Dick, first published on this day in 1851. It's recognized as one of the great American novels. The story uh, begins as a normal whaling expedition. It takes a dramatic turn when Captain Ahab's obsessions take over. Here's a clip from the 1956 film adaptation starring Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck, yeah. Yep. Whosoever of ye finds me that white whale, ye shall have this Spanish gold ounce, my boys. (laughs) There it is. Here's my Moby Dick story. I read it in high school. Yeah. I wrote a, a book report on it for English class. Yeah. And I found out just just a, like a year ago that uh, the teacher, that English teacher, actually talked about my book report in other classes. Really? About how good it was, and I never knew how. <laughs> Neat. I just made it, you know, wrote a good report on Moby Dick. Well, there you go. Yeah. Wrote a good report on it. I imagine a lot of people have over the years. You bet. That's classic. Definitely a staple, a classic. <clears throat> uh, first published on this day in 1851. Uh, on this day in 1969, oh, yeah. Apollo 12 launched from Cape Canaveral, Florida. Sixth man flight in the United States Apollo program, the second to land on the moon. It launched uh, on this date in 69 from the Kennedy Space Center, just about four months after Apollo 11. So there it was, uh, the next manned moon ish- uh, mission launched on this date in 1969. Celebrity Jeopardy underway. Actor John Michael Higgins and actor Will Wheaton 
both whiffing on this one. Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine called this late guitarist the Mozart of our generation. Joel. Who's Kurt Cobain? No. Will. Who is Jimi Hendrix? Nope. Who is Eddie Van Halen? I put the Van Halen flair on my name and everything. <laughs> Sorry, Will. I can my never God. show my face at the Van Halen convention ever again. <laughs> Will Wheaton, actor, Stand By Me, Star Trek The Next Generation. He won. He does move on. Uh, Wheaton is playing to benefit the National Women's Law Center. So are they, they doing that all this week? Uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 I, I don't know Jeopardy's schedule. I really it's, don't. You know, Channel 3 and their, yeah. their wisdom has changed the time on it, and uh, <laughs> I'm missing it now. Uh, that's too bad. But I'm not watching what Channel 3 has on it that time. So. Is, isn't Celebrity the, like, the special one that they only do on weekends or something like oh, that? My, I, 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 I'm I not, don't know. I, miss, I don't really know. Yeah. I missed it last week. So. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, Celebrity Jeopardy continuing. And uh, that's all we have for the Blur today, Steve. Celebrity Jeopardy. All right. Yep. 8.43 now, Steve and, Ted, uh, Steve and Ted. Coming up, uh, we've got the uh, Wichita Business Journal update. A Wichita home sales fewer this year, but prices are holding. That's on the way. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. 8.48 on this Monday morning, November 14th. Three big things. Three. Football, Kansas City 27, Jacksonville 17. Two. Six people dead after vintage aircraft collide at a Dallas air show. One. After midterms, Democrats control Senate. House control still not set. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. And we've got well, some wintry weather possible in the next uh, 24 hours, so... Actually, sooner than that, but uh, we've got some winter weather possible. Maybe some rain, snow, sleet mix, freezing rain, that sort of thing possible. Just be careful out there. It's been quite a while since people had to worry too much about those slippery roadways out there. It's just uh, something to be aware of as we go throughout the day. Traffic update from 987 at 1330 KNSS, brought to you by Joe Brava and Carl's Goodyear Tire, located downtown at Market and Waterman. And online at carlstire.com, your home for complete car care. We have a winter weather advisory today. 80% chance for rain and snow. A high around 39 degrees. Less than an inch of accumulation expected today. Uh, Tonight, cold with a 60% chance for rain and snow. The overnight low, 23. Less than an inch accumulation expected tonight. And then Tuesday, tomorrow will be sunny with a high of 40 degrees. Right now, a cloudy sky, south wind at 9 miles per hour and 38 degrees. Stephen, 10 in the morning, Asian stocks have declined, while Europe opened higher as optimism about lower U.S. inflation competed with unease over Chinese virus cases. On Friday, last, the Dow closed up 32 points, S&P up 37, NASDAQ up 209. This morning, uh, this morning on Wall Street, we've got uh, the Dow is down no, oh, just about 8 points. Uh, S&P is down about 22, and NASDAQ is down about 126 points. So that's what's going on in the stock market as we the stock market opens here on this uh, Monday morning. Well, in uh, Wichita Business Journal update this morning, Coke Industries partner Fryer, that's F-R-E-Y-R Fryer, has selected a location in Coweta County, Georgia, 
as the site of a battery plant expected to eventually cost $2.6 billion. Coke Strategic Platforms, an investment unit of Wichita-based Coke, formed a 50-50 joint venture with Fryer Battery in October of 2021 with the intention of identifying a North American site for a Giga factory. Norway-based Fryer says the Giga America plant will carry an initial capital investment of $1.7 billion that will grow to $2.6 billion as the second production phase comes online by 2029. The factory is expected to create 720 jobs. That's going to be in Georgia. It's become a familiar refrain in the local housing market. Home sales are dropping compared to recent years' blistering pace, but prices are holding strong. According to New South Central Kansas MLS data, October total home sales in Sedgwick County fell 25.4% year-over-year to 566 units. That follows a September that saw a 23% decline compared to the same month in 2021. Now, with a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage averaging more than double what it was last year, even with a drop below 7% Thursday after a government report showed some cooling on inflation, a significant financial headwind remains for first-time homebuyers in particular. That's from the Wichita Business Journal this morning. Stephen Ted in the morning here on uh, on this Monday morning. Today is National Seatbelt Day. We just talked about this earlier. That uh, yeah, uh, we encourage you to use that seatbelt because <laughs> we see accident reports from the Kansas Highway Patrol where people didn't use them and and paid for it. Yeah, um, and and just to see the uh, just over ninety percent of Americans buckle up, saving an estimated fifteen thousand lives each year. How about that? However. This is according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. 47% of passenger fatalities in 2017 were not restrained. Almost half the fatalities wow. were people who did not uh, did not buckle up. So that ought to tell you something. I always say play, play the percentages on things like that. What are the percentages that, you know, a lot higher? If you, you're going to survive something, if you've got a belt on, well, then I'm going to put the belt on. Any birthday? You don't have any birthdays today. You had a couple of famous people, maybe, but I would want to mention a couple of mine. Yeah, uh, I mentioned I mentioned Ruth Holland earlier. She's a she, her her husband is a, a friend of mine named Gary Holland. He and his brother Neil are good friends of mine since since we were in high school. And, and Ruth is quite a she's a very nice person. And happy birthday, Ruth Holland. Also, uh, my niece Jennifer Jennifer Retzloff. She lives in uh, she lives in. Uh, Hmm. I was going to say Austin. <laughs> I was going to say Austin, but I think it's San Antonio where she is now. Oh, okay. In, in Texas. That's where she grew up. But uh, that's uh, my, my older brother Don's girl, and uh, she's having a birthday today. Of course, she's grown up and got her own grandkids and grandkids and all that. And she can't hear me. Well, she may be listening to Odyssey. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I'm listening happy, on the Odyssey app. Happy birthday to her. And uh, Ben Shortino having a birthday. Now, Ben was, I thought we had him last week. Maybe he has more than one birthday a year. But if he does, Ben is a, a guy who uh, actually, he was in radio sales here in Wichita where I first met him. We were working for the same company. And Dan, after he left that, he went to, well, he went to, uh, they went to the cable company. He was with Cablevision for a while. Oh. And he wound up running for and winning a seat on the county commission. And <laughs> so Ben spent uh, several, yeah. several years as a county commissioner. And he's an interesting guy. Ben Shortino having a birthday today. Thought I recognized that name. That yep. was it. There County Commissioner. Go. Yeah.
All right, what else? Oh, Shelly made chili over the weekend. It was outstanding. Yum. Outstanding. And uh, did have a, a nice dining out at, uh, at uh, Texas Roadhouse with my grandson, Nolan, who's going to turn 23 this week. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, he was born in 1999, just after we'd started the Steve and Ted show. And uh, now he's 23 years old, graduated from college <laughs> just at a time. And by the way, this is Steve and Ted's show number 6,293. So that's a lot go. of shows. Monday with Stephen Ted. Coming up, we've got the Glenn Beck program. Democrats retain control of the Senate. And they're going to have a good discussion of that on Glenn Beck today. Nine o'clock news, top of the hour. Then we're going to talk about the balance of power in Congress is finally coming into focus a little bit. Hey, thank you for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Lash Show, and news updates all day. Stephen Ted in the morning, 987 and 1330, KNSS, Wichita. Rain and snow today, but less than an inch of accumulation is expected. Right now, 38 degrees. Hurry in the Menards for the last.